feel like I hear it. In Once like a- there was a way. I hear it. To get back home! This is my impersonation of Hugh Jackman mm. singing the Beatles. Mm. Sleep, pretty darling, do not cry. Of course. I will sing a lullaby. Of course. I... Of course, Damien is um, doing a Beatles song that's like on a B side. Like it's not-, not a fucking B side. It's Golden Slumbers, which was on an album called Abbey Road. Heard mm. of it? Yeah, but like. When you look at the anthology. Uh, yeah, no, it's a real. <laughs> Go on. No. Go on. You know, I'm just saying, when you look at the real, like, you know, the top, the ones, you know, all the number one hits, that's not one of them. You know what the Beatles' number one record is? What? It's a Beatles record for people who don't like music. <laughs> what? It's a Beatles record for people who don't listen to music. They can have it in their collection and go, yeah, I like the Beatles. Yeah, number one. You don't. It's not. I want to hold your hand. She loves you. Can't buy me love. Eight days a week. All that stuff. Norwegian Wood. Yeah, Eight Days a Week is one of my least favorite Beatles songs. I'll give you my top three least favorite Beatles songs. Number three, Eight Days a Week. Number two, Dr. Robert from Revolver. And number one... Yellow Submarine. Dork. What? <laughs> well, just because people think what? that I'm so obsessed with them and I love every song. It's not. There's three songs I don't like <laughs> out of 400. <laughs> Sometimes it's just if you heard the same song too much that it's like. I will go long periods of time of not listening to the beats. Yeah. I'm not listening to them every day. No. No. But I do, they hold a very, very special place in my heart. No, the White Album is my special place, like, album. Yeah, because it's, it's amazing. It's brilliant. Do you know the White Album cops a lot of shit from music critics? Like, it's too long, it's too all over the place, blah, 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 blah. It, it is an experimental, unbelievable... That's what's great about the album, Because right? one, one side is, like, you know, like, incredible songs, Glass Onion, Guitar... Gently weeps, uh, weeps uh, back in the USSR. Happy birthday! But then you've got yeah. the weird shit like, um, uh, you got the weird shit like number eight, revolution number, eight. number nine, yeah. wild honey pie. Yeah, and then what's the one with the same line in it all the time? Um, die me down. No, no, that's not. No, the what's the one with well, only one? Why don't we do, do it, it in the room? room? Why don't we do it? Yeah. Dude, that song is fucking great. Like, what an experimenting fucking mess of yeah. greatness. Dude, but, like, it's so good. I think uh, as a... Rocky be- Raccoon? You want to tell me Rocky Raccoon isn't a masterpiece? <laughs> and then also um, uh, Bungalow Bill. Hey, Bungalow Bill. Yoko sings what that. What do you care? But then, yeah, Rocky Raccoon Woman. Yeah, it's fucking guy. all over the place. Yeah, and I would Rocky say that all three I of the guys are, um, like the songwriters, are fucking nailing it. I hope they, I hope they make it. They deserve all the, um, you know, they deserve, uh, you know, prestige and success. Yeah, hopefully they get paid well. Hey, a couple of other Beatles things. Why are you yawning now? We just I got out of bed. It's, t- it's 10 o'clock. I don't know. I'm just... We just got out of bed like an hour no, and a half I ago. I had coffee and I've had Ritalin, but I just... I don't know. I didn't sleep As soon well. as we put that microphone in I front had, of you, you I can't... Know, I know. And I had like... Um, I had bad dreams. Like, I had weird dreams. I'm about... I've got to fly in a few hours to a wedding. 
and I had a dream that I was at the wedding. Like mm. it was just really weird and it was like flooding. Mate, it's a chaos. In That's my really weird. Uh, we had, uh, speaking of, of other Beatles things, we went and saw Paul McCartney last Saturday. With 50,000 boomers. Um, we, we talked about it on the pod. No, we didn't. We absolutely did not thought, talk about it at all. I thought we recorded the pod on the Sunday. We did, but we didn't end up talking about Paul McCartney. Really? Yeah. Like, we didn't talk about the experience. We might have briefly mentioned that we saw Paul McCartney, but we didn't talk about it. Really? Yeah. Are you ser- Are you? I'm 100%? deadly serious. I edit the podcast, yes. I'm, okay. And, I, and then I listen to it again because I'm a complete narcissist. <laughs> yeah. I am surprised that we didn't talk about Paul last week. Yeah, it was a great show. Uh, he still sounds great. He plays amazingly well. You were blown away. You, all night, you were like, man, he looks really... I think what you wanted to say is, I thought he was going to be a decrepit old man, and he's like pretty he's sprightly like, for an 80-year-old. Dude, I think it really gives you its credit to the fucking vegan diet he's been doing for 40 years. Because he's, he's well, like he's 82. he's vegan, not vegan. No, he's vegan. Uh-uh. Oh, okay. Um, but he... Yeah, like he's so sprightly, like... Just like, okay, all right. Like, the, it just doesn't seem like he's in his 80s. Like, it's no. crazy. Uh, and there was a few songs where it's like, you can't have the, that voice forever. So, there was a few songs like, but then when he did Blackbird, I like, there was a few warbles in his voice, but it was still beautiful. But then, like, I don't know. Like, I thought that his voice would be weaker. Mm. And, yeah, he still can't do the real high stuff. But I can still, you know, smash out a Lady Madonna. And yeah. So, like, you know. Um, the songs that you'd think he would really struggle with, like Maybe I'm Amazed or Let yeah, It Be. Maybe or, I'm Amazed um, is great. Yeah, Lady Madonna. Like the real big voice ones, he's still got that voice. But the mm. thinner ones, like Blackbird yeah. or uh, I'll Follow the Sun or whatever. Yeah, his voice sort of thinned but they're out hard. a bit on those. Uh, But also that he's playing them. Like Blackbird is fucking hard as shit to play finger pick on a guitar, and he's on the stage on his own doing that one. Like the, he has mm. a band for other stuff, but that song and a few others, he's just on the guitar on his own. That's it, and it was beautiful. Um, but uh, noticeable absences. Um, I'm surprised he didn't do yesterday, mm-hmm. and I'm surprised he didn't do um, silly little love songs. Yeah, or and then, long and winding road. Long and winding road. Yeah, and then. And you said Full on the Hill as well. Didn't do Full on the Hill. Yeah. Yeah. No. There's heaps. Winding road. I mean, it, it boom, boom. didn't sing Sgt. Pepper's Lonely Hearts Club band. Oh, he did the reprise yeah. right at the end, but didn't, yeah. Yeah, like, yeah could have done without two or three. Because he did say, right now I'm going to do a new song and I can see in the audience everyone's like cameras go off when I say new song. But you know what? I don't care. Like he just like he's like you know some songs he just wants to play because they're new or whatever. And like, this, this tour, song's my wife. this tour, there was a lot more Paul stuff mm. than there was Beatles stuff. The last time around, it was a real Beatles heavy show, which I think is why people were so like, "Oh, it's the greatest fucking show of all time." Yeah, you could tell this show goes for three hours. By the way, three. Uh, hours. So the first hour, maybe hour and a half, there was a lot of wing songs, which for me personally, yeah. I was like, yeah, sweet. Yeah. But I could tell that people were getting yeah. a, a bit antsy. But it's weird because the average age of this crowd would have been 70. So it's right. not like we wouldn't have, it's not like these people didn't know who wings are. It's not like some 20 year old who's discovered the Beatles and then gets there and was like, 
Ah, oh, Venus and Mars, gross. Mate, these boomers, man, they got to learn how to oh, walk fuck. in a crowd. Learn how to walk in a crowd. It is. What is it about turning fifty where you just give up on everything? You it's, don't know how anything works. You, is it because of the life has changed? Like when you think about, look at people like our parents, right? Look at say the phone don't that they include have. My parents. No, no, but I'm just saying. Look at the phones that our parents had. Like when they were ten. What? That was a nice bit. I couldn't help it. Sorry, guys. Look at the phone they had when they were ten. And then look at technology now. I think, so your a, parents, I, I think let me you, finish. If you're going to burp in the mic, let it rip, Sarge. <laughs> Don't hide your light under a bushel. That's all I was going to say. <laughs> okay, thank you, baby. Um, but I feel like, you know, people like our parents have seen phones go from landline, yeah. internet, mobile, to like tickets on a phone. That's why I saw so many, like, every time oh, there was a massive, 50,000 people, 50,000 people, like, trying to, like, walk and everything gets stopped because there's a group of fucking 12 bloody boomers who trying are, like... Trying to scan their iPads. Yeah. No, no, no. They've got, like, <laughs> like someone's printed out on their printer at home, 12 fucking physical tickets. Yeah. And they're, like, uh, John, jo- Susan, Susan, microwave Susan. <laughs> Uh, Vic Rose, no, Susan. No, <laughs> Tupperware Joan. Tupperware no, Joan. not you, Joan. Tupperware no, Joan. Tupperware Joan. <laughs> like, and and they're just holding up, and they they're like so like, and you'll be walking. So like, when we're in the venue, I'm like walking, trying to like you know, and this woman's like walking like Jimmy on the lead, where she's like going zigzaggly, and then she's like stops. <laughs> she's got a crossover bag. She stops, and she's looking at her phone, and she's like calls out to her daughter. She's like, Hey Lee, what does this mean? I'm like. Fuck! Get out of the way, cunt! Move yeah, to the it, side! It's pure laziness because I'm not that much fucking younger than these guys. Like, when I was 10, we only had landlines. We didn't have the internet. We fucking picked it up. You know what I mean? Like, go away. This is bullshit. You just can't be bothered. You're a scared little boomer and you can't move on with the world and you hold everybody up. Like, it's a fucking pain in the ass. It's, yeah, it was, there was something about that crowd that really bothered me. Infuriating. It was infuriating. I was was dying. From the moment, look, we thought, let's be fair, we thought we were geniuses. We booked a car park on Russell Street, which is at the top end of Melbourne. Um, Because that's kind of where I spend a lot of my time now is at the top end of town. And so we parked at Russell Street and we Mm. thought, oh, we'll be smart. We'll park at the other end of the city Mm. and then we'll catch a tram straight down. Mm. And unfortunately, every other fucking boomer (laughs) in Melbourne had had the exact same thought. So then we had to share a tram with 150 boomers who haven't caught public transport since Bob Hawke was Prime Minister. And why the hell would there be more than one tram that comes down Collins Street on a fucking Saturday night in a 30-minute period, one fucking tram goes down Collins Street with all the shit happening on a Saturday night. 50,000 people go to Marvel. Well, there's less public transport on a Saturday night than there is during the week. Yeah, but like when you know there's some shit going on, Put on like yes. put put on some more public transport. Oh, we got to use public transport. They've they've suffocated the city so that you can't actually park anywhere now. Like it's impossible to park within the grid. Like you got to either use a secure Wilson's parking bullshit, and they've taken away everything on the side. They've taken away four trams. You mm. know, so it's easier for you to take trams. But if they're never gonna fucking come, 
Also, because I had to take a tram yesterday as well, I had to deal with the same thing where where it was like on the screen, it was like everything was like now, 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 or one minute, one minute. Mm. And I still waited there eight minutes. And then all of a sudden, 10 fucking trams come. And I'm like, I just hate it. I hate it. And it, and it was slow. It's slow and it's stinky. And there's someone aggressive on there. It's well, bullshit. I mean, that was all me. Uh, yeah. The smell came from me. I was the aggressive one. Mm. No, the boomers were aggressive. Mm. Right? We saw this boomer like yell at this young kid because... <laughs> He kept moving to try and get his personal space, the the most like Western first world fucking luxury bullshit thing on the face of the planet, my personal space. Mm. Hey, chump, on public transport now in 2023, personal space doesn't exist. Mm. Get over it. Mm. So he keeps trying to move to get his personal space. And the young kid is doing the right thing and moving with him to allow more room to let more people on the tram. Mm. And, of course, this boomer turns around and is like, get out of my space, mate. Mm. So that was the start of the night. And then we were just dealing with fucking boomers like that all night. It's one of the side effects of, like, being obsessed with one of the most popular people on earth. Like, I... In my head, like, I don't think about this. I just go around in my life thinking, like, oh, I love the Beatles and I love Paul McCartney. And then you go to a show and you're like, oh, fuck, so does everybody else. Like, the Mm. most basic bitch people on earth also love the Beatles and Paul McCartney. Yeah, it's real weird. And now I'm dealing with this, you know, reality (laughs) for three hours where I've got some weird dude who's like, Feels like he lives in the like comes from the country, but has started like some sort of fucking investment startup. Sitting next to me, like man spreading like a motherfucker, yeah. talking throughout the whole show. Not didn't watch one song, filmed the whole thing on his fucking Samsung Galaxy. Like just bizarre, weird fucking behavior. But yep. I loved it, baby. It was my birthday present. Thank you very much. I loved it. Yeah, um, Marvel sucks. Marvel can go Marvel Stadium. It. Hey, if your favorite band is going to play at Marvel Stadium, don't go. I would genuinely, if you think there's a chance you can see them somewhere else, even maybe go to Sydney and watch them somewhere. Yeah, I honestly feel like, <laughs> like Marvel it is. It um, sucks so hard. Marvel is. There's going to be something bad's going to happen there because of the infrastructure, the way that they've um, built it. That all like people only have one way of exiting, and you've got fifty thousand people on one kind of thoroughfare leaving, yeah. and then going through Southern Cross. Like I honestly, I feel like, like all I could think of there was fifty thousand people on the small walkway that was barely moving. It looked like it was gonna like any minute something could happen. There was a crush, like, and then there was things on the speaker going. You know, it's pretty busy trying to leave right now. And this is just trying to get out of the building. Hmm. Like get out of the building onto the footpath. You've got to walk past Southern Cross and then get to the street on Spencer Street. Like I have, haven't seen this kind of pedestrian traffic in a long time. And I this might sound weird. It was worse for the chili peppers. It was worse for the worse chili, for chili peppers. peppers, right? I, I just I, – all I could think of was like Hillsbury. Like all yeah. you need is one person to like yell something bad like fire and everyone just – and there's a crush, like yeah. genuine, a genuine crush, and they should be. It's shameful what Marvel's doing. Like the fact that they couldn't build two, three extra w- ways for people to, like, why can't people exit onto the Esplanade? And- well, this is the problem. It's not even necessarily because at a footy game, right? Um, all gates are open. 
So right. everyone goes in th- in a 360 degree fashion. Everyone leaves in a bunch of different ways. Right. But at gigs, and I think it's maybe to try and protect the artists a little bit because the stage is at one end of the stadium and then we're all in like a horseshoe, right? But they close all the exits that are on the sides and essentially only open two exits and push everyone out through there. And so then everyone's trying to get where they would go normally from a footy game but from the essentially two exits. Which yeah, it's are, not good. Like I, I don't understand why we, really we couldn't park on the other side. Like, yeah, anyway, this is probably too much inside baseball but <laughs> I just was like, oh, this is shocking to me. I'll, I'm not going back to Marvel again. Sorry. but I think it's, it's just major shows full stop. Like yeah. as I get older, the more that I go to big events like that, sports is a bit different because – I don't know. I just never feel that crush or that like horrible. You know the claustrophobia of a massive show, but massive stadium rock shows. I think I'm probably done. There's I can't. No one else I want to see. I can't imagine. Like you I'd know, see like, Beyonce and I'd see Madonna maybe. There's but. no one I haven't seen. I've seen you two now. I've seen Paul McCartney twice. I've seen Dave Grohl because of Nirvana was a big thing for me. Um, I'm pretty sure I saw you too. Was that MCG? In the 90s, if you saw them, they played Zoo TV. Nah, I'm pretty sure. Didn't you two come um, later? They did the Pop Mart tour at Waverley Park. Maybe you went to Waverley. Nah, I feel like sometime around 2007, 8, 9, 10, that you two were here. Uh, They definitely would have been here. I don't... Because no one played at the MCG for... The longest time. Anyway, this is... I, I don't know if this is the most interesting thing to be talking about <laughs> on the podcast. 2006. So, Telstra Dome. Right. That's Marvel. Ah. Oh, so, yeah. I was there for that. Okay. There you go. Yeah. And it sucks. Um, and also, the Beatles release a new single in a week's time. Yay. The last Beatles song, uh, which will be pretty interesting. But uh, so it's week two of Kelly quitting smoking and we're still engaged, um, but we're hanging by a thread. Uh, We're hanging by a thread. I am. Things are real tense here at Rancho Relaxo (laughs) and uh, we're not. um, We've done quite a bit of entertaining here recently. Which has yeah, been nice. I just but as soon as the as soon as the people leave behind closed doors, Callie's beating me up. She's choking <laughs> me. She's yelling at me, gaslighting me. It's been a horrible situation. I'm like Britney Spears, and she's like Justin Timberlake. <laughs> oh, you know, I just hate it. I just yeah, it's 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 quitting yeah. smoking's hard, right? It's not so much the like the you know like I want to go and smoke. It's um. <laughs> Did you say that? In that point? I want to go and fucking have a fucking smoke. I can't. <laughs> it's more just the fact that um, uh, what smoking does is because you use smoking as a way to regulate emotions. So when you quit, you have a lot of emotions coming out. Hmm. So whenever you feel happy, sad, bored, excited, whatever it is, cigarettes are. The, the idea of smoking is um, a cherry on that. You know, if I'm stressed out, if I'm bored, or just quickly have a cig before I start doing this, you know. And I felt like there was a lot of – like a lot of stuff was happening mentally. Um, like the reason why I started smoking again was because my friend died. 
Um, and then I, and that was about three months ago. Mm. So I started smoking when a friend died and that kind of, I think, you know what I mean? And then, and then another friend died mm. and it's like, now I've got to quit and I wish I have, and it's been like, I mean, 10 days, I guess. So, yeah. And so I have a lot of emotions, but it's not, it's, I mean, it is, you know, there is sadness for them. Um, like there is sadness for them. But it's also bringing up a lot of other stuff, um, like just a lot of, um, yeah, just a lot of, but it's not like I've got therapy next week, but I don't even know what to sort of talk to her about because it's not even mm. stuff where it's just old stuff, new stuff. It's just, I don't know what she's going to say that's going to help because it's just more about me and how I feel about myself and um, my retrospect. Like this year was a pretty bad yeah, physically, you know, like real bad, just health stuff hasn't been great. And then just like actual like body stuff hasn't been great. And then, you know, so I just kind of look back. My retrospect for this year is, you know, one of the best years of my life because I got engaged. Um, you know, I'm living in this house with my favorite. Um, and there's also, you know, we get married. Like there's also I've changed jobs. Like there's a lot of really big, big good things that happened this year. But Deidre died in February and I have not been able to shake that. Mm. Um, which I wish and – and I've talked to my therapist about it and, you know, she's just like grief is time. Grief is time. Is sitting in it. It is time. So I feel like – and also – so I had quit smoking for ages and then when Deidre died in February, I started smoking again. Mm. And then I quit. And then when Bella died, I started smoking again. So it's it's one of those things that I always start smoking when something bad happens, mm. and I and that's how I deal with sadness, I guess. Anyway, so just means that I am. I feel like I'm on the verge of tears a lot, but like crying for no particular reason, you know. Like everything's fine. I got a roof over my head. I got a beautiful puppy. Got a beautiful boyfriend. I who do I drive give you crazy. wedgies. I do give you wedgies, and that yeah. that's probably a reason to cry. You know. Anyway, I, anyway, I just had the thought of a therapist yelling at a patient, saying, "Do the old stuff." Is that anything? Is that is that something? No. I think it's something. Do the old stuff. Yeah, because you said, "Oh, I don't, I'm going to take some new stuff to the therapist. I'm going to take some old stuff to the therapist," <laughs> and then I immediately thought of the therapist. No, like, not the play new the stuff. Play the old stuff. Yeah. <laughs> Smoke on the water. What's this? No, play bathers shopping with your mum when you were 10 and you just got boobs. God, I don't want bloody, am I going to have kids ever? That's shit. (laughs) Do the wet dream gear. (laughs) Why is my old boss in my sex dreams? That's killer. I don't want to hear anything real about friends dying of cancer. Anyway. Yeah, this is too much. I'm not even a real therapist. I just come here for the <laughs> for the stories. Anyway, I reckon we're only going to have time to do one. No, we've got enough time to do two. We watched some terrible shit this week. But before that, it's really important that I need to uh, that I need to say something to you, Kelly. Yes. Something very important. Uh. This <laughs> is Should we just watch it real quick? Mm-hmm. I am one of your hosts. The Grand Master, Dr. Damien Gibson. I didn't go to Grand Master <laughs> School to be called. Fuck with. Thank you very much. Yeah. And 
also joining me burp that was. is that was pretty fucking <laughs> the queen of burps. That was pretty gnarly. Kelly, big whoop, want to find about it? I will literally fucking kill you right now. I haven't <laughs> had a cigarette for 10 days for Stuka. I'm sorry, I'm sorry. I have been rage cooking, which is what I did last time. I did that last That's time. Just, Remember I raged baked last time? That was really helpful. I've been cooking yeah. every night this week. I've been cooking. So I even I was telling Seals, I was like, dude, I made schnitzels the other night. She's like, get out of town. I was like, dude, not only did I cut them up butterfly style and then smoosh them like a good little wog I am, I then like battered and got pack of like You put it in the cooker booker. Yeah, mate. And then I caramelized some carrots. I made yeah. some broccoli. Like she was like, get out of town. I'm like, I know. <laughs> I know. You guys are like a female Jerry and George. It's amazing. Yeah, I think so. Um, (laughs) (laughs) It's great. Uh, Rage against the frombe, eh? The what? (laughs) Whatever it's called. Frombe. Frombe. Flombe? Flombe? Jimmy Jimmy just did a sigh next to me. (laughs) Fuck you, I don't know why. Everyone's a critic. Why is he sighing? Hey, let's talk about the shit TV that we watch. It's things are getting worse, guys. I don't know if it's, I, I, I don't know what's happening. I feel like we have the ability to watch anything we can, mm. and with each passing episode, we watch worse shit. Is mm. this what the podcast is now? That we're just like, mm. we're like mm. shit content pigs. We just go around. It's like, oh yeah, uh, that looks terrible. Yeah, yum yum yum. yum. Watch some good stuff like. The bear, the Star Wars. The bear thing. is amazing. Well, yeah, but we haven't gone back thing. and finished it. One Piece, we haven't gone back and finished that. We do need to do the rap party for Only Murders in the Building. Well, I mean, the fact that we three. still haven't done it shows you. I don't know. We'll do it. Mm. We'll do it. Season three was fine. Let's start with old dads. Concept, very good. Hey, listen, uh, just because I feel like our listener base is probably mainly. Not Bill Burr, people. Um, both things we watched this week mm-hmm. come across like we're some sort of like weird right wing mm, MAGA podcast. Like, we listen to Rogan. Uh, like, yeah, like we've started listening to Joe Rogan. It's not the case, it's just worked out that way. Mm. Uh, so, yeah, we watched Rick and Morty, we watched Old Dads. We're on Netflix. <laughs> Netflix told us to watch this stuff, and we did. Old Dads, good concept, you reckon? Um, I think the co- it, this is the thing that it's called Old Dads. So the concept is a bunch of dudes who have had babies in their 40s. I don't think... Which is a bit of a stretch. Right? I don't think that that is... Uh, I don't think that the movie really played on that. Like there was a f- there was one or two things. Barely one mentioned. Or, right? There was one or two things where it was like, oh, one of the guys um, has, had, has adult kids now because he had co- kids young and now his new girlfriend, we don't know how, got pregnant. So now he's going to be an old dad, you know, in his like late 40s, early 50s. Yeah. But there was that. But the actual kind of thing of like not being able to keep up with them, but like there's a whole thing. I just think it was called the wrong thing. Yes. Shouldn't have been called it's old dads. It's labelled the wrong thing. Because it mean, wasn't about old dads. That, they were old, but that wasn't about old dads. Like, no. Like bad moms is about bad moms who were like really like – they're not the cookie cutter mum, so where they just like, oh fuck everyone, I'll do what I want, you know? Like, mm. there's a, it's a, it's very very specific that the story is about, you know, not bad mums like they're terrible people, but they're just like not like the other mums who are like, are you sure you should have peanuts, you know? Yeah. Um, what did you think of this film? 
Uh, I thought that it had really good potential and there were moments that were really strong but uh, it just didn't know what it was and where it wanted to go. Like it was all over the fucking place, man. Like the the scene with the teacher when Bill Burr picks up his son and the teacher goes, you're late. And he was like, yeah, I couldn't go out and find a spot, sorry. And she's like, well, you know, something, you know, you're late. And he's like, yeah, I know. I just, I couldn't find it was traffic like i'm here now Mm. and he's like carrying his kid out and she's like that was i felt like that was actually a really good scene i really liked it because the way that um she was like well you know that you have to pay a dollar for every hour for every minute you're late and he's like oh so puts the kid down and he gives her money and she goes well your first time is free and she's like the way he goes okay so why do if the first one's free why did you make me put my kid down to get money out to pay you why didn't you say that first before I put my kid down? She's like, I, I take my kid here for you to teach him, not for you to teach me. I don't appreciate getting dressed down in front of people. Mm-hmm. I thought that was really good because he was right. Where he's like, I send you here to teach a kid, not me. Because she was being a rude bitch. Yeah. However. Yes. He also calls her a withering cunt, which is the basically the, the, <laughs> the disruption in the story that kicks everything off. Yeah. Uh, this film is written by a guy, Bill Burr and mm. someone else, mm. um, who has been famous and well off for at least 20 years. And it completely shows in the script of this film. This is a guy who, um, well, through the script, there's all these rants about shit that don't exist. So, like, this kindergarten mm. doesn't exist. Mm. This, like, idea of, like, left-wing snowflake LA parents, mm. these people don't fucking exist. Bill Burr's never had a fucking interaction with another fucking parent. That's none of this shit. This is all shit that he's seen in YouTube videos or fucking read about in weird fucking blog posts and newspapers. Like, this is the worst thing we've watched. For this podcast, you reckon? I fucking hate no, it. No, no hard I feelings. I fucking was worse. hate it. I would watch no hard feelings a no. hundred times. No way. Before I watch this Are you again, crazy. It was fucking. First and foremost, right? What about the? It wasn't funny. What about the harpy of Ed Sheeran? I would go back and watch that again because so many people fucking love that film that maybe I missed oh, it. Maybe God. I missed misread it the first time around. You're crazy. And Colin Farrell's really good in that film. Um. But yeah, I didn't like that film either. This didn't make me laugh, ever, at all. And it's meant to be a fucking comedy film. It is trying to make all these serious points about like woke culture and mm. the working class in America being driven into the ground by mm. fucking startups and blah, blah, blah. Mm. But then everybody gets fucking redeemed at the end of the film anyway, so all of that's bullshit. Um, I just... the The... Tone of the film is completely confused. It's not fucking funny. It's another one of these fucking old comedians who's desperately trying to fucking cling to some sort of relevancy. Mm. And my advice for Bill would be to do some acting because you actually can act a bit Mm. and just shut the fuck up. He did. He was acting. And let the fucking world progress and leave you behind because you're. There's (sighs) so much shit in this film. 
dude, the fucking N-word is used. The F-word is used. There's all this stuff that's in the film that's there to be fucking edgy. And it just comes across like a fucking... outdated. Like a fucking yeah. old edgelord who's trying to fucking like rile people up. It's like... <laughs> The bad boys of comedy. We don't care what we say. If it's you like, don't like it, fuck off. And I was like, well, yeah, cool, man. I didn't like it. It's poor. Also, he's the director of the film. The film is poorly directed. It fucking jumps around all over the place. There's no consistency of story. It's not funny. The supporting cast are not great besides no, your mate. I love that you're Bobby like, Carnival. Yeah, he gets... If there are laughs in the film, he gets them. But the vast majority of that is all slapstick shit. It's like fucking Three Stooges shit, which all of these fucking conservative guys love as well. It's like, I love the Stooges. Like The chick that's playing his wife, like she was... She's from the league. Yeah, she was, she was, she's great. She was fine. But the chick playing Bobby Cannavale's wife was, this is not a real person. Like she was this like hard edge. Like You think Bill Burr's wife came across as a real person? She She kicks him out. No, but in terms of like, if she was more of a believable character, at least for half because, the film, and yeah, then, yeah, but, and then but, she's yeah, Bobby Cannavale. Uh, Bobby Cannavale's wife was that is really bothered me because it's like it's what men think women are. It's what and it's fucking not real. idiots like these men. think Yeah, women like are. you know, she's the kind of chick where their son is like really naughty, and she's like, "Use your words, use your words now." Blah 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 blah, and then like the kid like smacks the. A pregnant woman in the stomach. Yeah, and she's like, "Can but you tell your kid off?" No, you don't tell my kid off. Like, there's that. But he can't. Yeah, exactly. It's and it, it, crazy. it's people don't exist like that. And it's this it's not it, real I insane conservative idea of like, you know, all these kids need is a good smack, and the, you know what I mean. Like mm. that's how the film starts. That they're like at a barbecue and like, you know, one of the kids of one of the guys is acting up, and no one, you know, like. His mate goes to discipline him and then his wife comes in and is like, you know, let your emotions out, which is insane as well. Like, that, you know, it for me, this was, oh, I'm, this will be the last thing that I ever associate myself with, with Bill Burr. Not in a sense of like, I'm so outraged and offended that I don't want to, I just like, oh, you're old and unfunny and withered up and I don't. This is the. This was your passion project. Like you got a blank check to do this from Netflix, and this is the best you could come up with. Nah, man. I hated the the boss that took over their country. As soon as I found out it was um it was a nepo baby company, mate. I've got such a fucking issue with nepos. So the the actor playing the the new boss who bought out the company is um Tim Robbins and Susan Sarandon's son, um because he looks like Susan Sarandon. But, like, I've never seen him in anything else. Luckily for him. Yeah. But the thing is, I've never seen him in anything else. This could have been done... Like, that character could have been done, like, in such a way, so much funnier by someone else. But it's, like, this fucking nepotism. Like, who are you? You're not even, like, so... You fucking act, but, like, bring something else to the table. Like, give me some Ryan Reynolds or give me some fucking... I don't know. Like, it's just yeah, these... Yeah, a comedic... These, an actual comedic actor. This could have been given yeah. to... A thousand com- comedians who yeah. can act, mm. who could have done this role, but I just I hate when I see nepos taking jobs of like 
proper people who could have done a really good job. Yeah. Because the on paper this 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 role on paper was just very ordinary. This and film someone could have made it really this good. This film is so bad that uh he'll never be seen again. So it's um it's fine. Um do mm. not watch this even if you feel like you're getting it for free because you've got a Netflix subscription and you've liked Bill's podcast or you've seen some stand-up and be like, oh, no, he's fucking funny or you think he's funny on the Conan show. This is the worst film I've seen in the last five years by a fucking country mile, both from a technical standpoint and from the content of the film and the points it's trying to make. I just it's, hate it's when they write shit. characters of women, like all the mums who are like, oh, blah, blah, blah. And like it's just this, I fucking hate when everyone just wants to write women as these stuck-up cunts, you know, There's all been, the time. Like, so it's at the end so of the annoying. film, at the end of the film, these three fucking numbskulls have meant to have had like an epiphany and the epiphany is that... Like, all Bill Burr learns at the end of the film is, I shouldn't yell as much. Like, mm. no, dude, you're, you're, <laughs> the way you think about things, <clears throat> in particular, women, is fundamentally fucking flawed. All three of you. It's such a fucking dude's uh, utopia as well that, like, all they had to do to, like, work out what was wrong was going on a boys trip to a casino and go like there's a fuck they, they go to a strip club and they're fucking hanging around mm. there for like 10 minutes of the film for just like because the writers would have been like you know what you know what's not in films anymore tits yeah. we don't see enough tits in films anymore so it's just there for the no film. reason they're getting these fucking lap dances from like 22-year-old women. I'm like, why mm. am I fucking watching? Why am I watching Bill Burke at a fucking lap dance? Mm. So what weird. the fuck is this shit? So you know what weird. I mean? And all they had to do was go and fucking, you know, exploit a bunch of fucking young women to realize, oh, actually, no, what I need to do is be a good dad and a good husband. Like, what? You had to go off on a bender to fucking work that shit out? Mm. It's such like, dude... Like old man, like fucking sixty-year-old man, mm. n- Neanderthal fucking logic of like, you know, th- this is. Uh, oh yeah. God, I just fucking hated it. I just fucking hated everything about. It. There's so many things I want to criticize at once. It's like getting me to the point where I can't say anything at all. Um, this film fucking sucks. Bill Burr is a bad director. He's a bad writer. Uh, there was nothing funny about this film. Oh, you know what? There Zero was, grumps. There was one, Zero. There's one funny thing when he's staying in the hotel and there's a chick sitting across the like across the way and she like does a massive fart. <laughs> yeah. But then this is the other thing that ha- keeps happening in this film that like quite right-wing points are being made and then someone else shows up in the film and is even more right-wing to like protect Bill Burr's like, hey, I'm not right-wing. I'm a centrist. I don't believe in any of this bullshit. It's like, mm. Fuck off, Bill. Go away. Like, please. You you annoy me. Shoe fly. Zero Shoe grumps. Fly. How many are you um, I'm going to give it uh, half because I love Bobby Carnavale. You do love Bobby Carnavale. I just love saying Carnavale. Why do you love Bobby Carnavale I just think so he's really fun. Yeah? Yeah, I think he's really intense. And he was... I remember when he was originally like 20 years ago, I had a bit part in Sex and City. Mm. You fuck Samantha and she... It's the one where she goes... I'm dating a guy with the funkiest tasting spunk. Um, <laughs> and so then she tries to change his diet to make his his, um, his spunk taste better. Mm. And then it still doesn't. 
So then she's like, hey, how's this? How about you taste it? And if you're fine with it, then I'll do it again. <laughs> so then he tastes it and he goes, I'm fine with it. And then, yeah, and then they stop dating and stuff because <laughs> he's obviously not. But he just wants another head job. Blah, 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 blah. Yeah, the blah. film fucking sucks. Please do yourself a favor and do not watch it. Um, the other thing we watched this week. <laughs> Real incel. Was so fucking week. incel. Well, just because it came out this week, Rick and Morty. Yeah, so Rick and Morty season seven, episode one. I got very little to say about. Yeah, so that Justin guy uh, is no longer there because he has been cancelled for being. Um, and it was like at the time you're That's like. That's great because it's just Dan Harmon now and he's awesome. Like there's nothing wrong with Dan. I'm sure nothing will come out about Dan Man, at any point. I'm sh- yeah, you're being sarcastic, right? Yeah, it's tr- yes. <laughs> so fucking. Um, 100%. Um, but the thing is it's like when that, that thing – that thing with Justin Rowland happened. I mean, I think it initially started as a, oh, everyone gets cancelled, blah, blah, blah. And then, like, the story came out where he was, like, super DV stuff, super abusive, like, multiple, multiple issues. Like, it wasn't this – he created this show and he was automatically – like, it was so full of fuckedness. They got rid of him. So there's two other actors, one that does Rick, one that does Morty. Um, I can't even tell you what this episode was about. I don't remember. Oh, I didn't realise the Rick voice had been replaced. Yeah, because he did both. Yeah. So whoever's doing Rick is doing a good they do, job. I looked them up. They're both um, like professional voice guys. Yeah, yeah great. No, okay. Like just regular voice guys. Yeah. Look, I thought the episode was I don't remember. fine. It's Hugh Jackman. Oh, yeah. So, right. Mr. Poopy Bumhole or whatever he's called. <laughs> Mr. Poopy Butthole. <laughs> Mr. Poopy Butthole. Is that's having right. a nervous breakdown because of shit that's happened in previous uh, seasons. And he's staying with the Smiths. Uh, and the mum of the Smiths goes to, to Rick and is like, you've got to get fucking Mr. Poopy Bumhole out of our house. He's mm. a, a fucking disaster zone. Mm. And essentially, they initially, him and his friends, so we get a whole bunch of like other characters from other seasons show up and they're going to um, have an intervention and then the intervention turns into a fucking bender because Mr. Poopy Butthole says it's his birthday and they can't bring themselves to... It's funny because... They thought they forgot, they can't bring themselves to tell him that they forgot, so they end up going on this massive bender, which halfway through they bump into Hugh Jackman and Hugh Jackman plays this... Insane version of himself where, like, he just loves to fucking party and blah, 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 blah. I do like the idea that when Rick is, like, collecting the group, where they're like, we need to do an intervention for Mr. Poopy Butthole. He's like, uh, hey, uh, Birdman, we got to come with me. He's like, should we have a drink before we leave? Sure. So every time he sees a mate, yeah, they, have, they, have, a, have, they a, have a drink. So by the time they go to do the intervention with they're Mr. Poopy Butthole, they're all fucking smashed. Fucking smash. Yeah. That was, that so was there's always, fun. like, Dan Harmon is a funny guy. Right, like there's been plenty of stuff with Rick and Morty that's made me laugh. Community is genuinely one of my favorite shows. Like maybe behind Seinfeld and Curb, maybe my favorite sitcom of all time. Like I really fucking love that show a lot. So Harmon can be very funny. I, you know, I really enjoy his stuff to a point. I've just found with Rick and Morty recently that it, uh, I don't know, I did, there's something about it that doesn't click with me the same way it does with other people, right? Like, obviously, it's beloved. There's a huge fan base for it. But I just... Eh. 
This episode, I've never been more mad about a thing so ever. It's like, like just we were both on our phones yeah, by about time. halfway through the episode. Uh, and the thing is, like sometimes you know, good seasons of shows are just one, two, or three. You know, sometimes you get The Simpsons yeah. or Family Guy where they can kind of do it, but it's just just do it. Like Futurama ended. You know, well, it's like, coming back. Is it? Yeah. Well, then let that happen. That's fine. <laughs> let that happen. Yeah. But at least just I don't know. Like, but I think we all agree that. Seasons one to eight are the best seasons of The Simpsons, and then from then on, it's like yeah, it's fine. It's but fine. It's fine. But like Rick and Morty, I'm just like they they really were groundbreaking at the beginning. Mm. Like really amazing. Like Pluto, Pluto is a planet. One, the one with Werner Herzog, where he's like you have to like um, to save the monster, like, to save this alien. Jerry had to like cut off his dick and balls. Like anyway. Yeah. That yeah, was, yeah, you know, yeah. Look, it's not a people bad People love show. to look at balls. They it's love to <laughs> laugh at dicks. <laughs> I love it. It's not a bad show. And if you enjoy Rick and Morty, I'm sure there'll be you'll get some chuckles out of it. You know, I, I laughed three or four times. I just was like... It was very, like, whatever. It just feels like I've seen enough Rick and Morty, right? Yeah, I don't know where... Like, like it's just there's no... I don't know. There's no... Um, it used to be interesting where they could take it, and, yeah. the, and the idea of like, is there two mums out there? It's like whatever, but I don't know. I'm just like, yeah, okay, fine, fine. It's just there's nothing. I got nothing really for it. Yeah, and I feel like any sort of character developments that have happened sort of stopped like three seasons ago, and now it's just wacky adventures. Yeah, and, yeah. You know, and I understand it's a fucking animated comedy show, so like, I'm not here for character work, you know. But yeah. still, I just. There isn't enough going on to like keep me no interested. Like I probably won't watch another episode of this season. I don't reckon. No, I don't think I will either. I just, I just felt like uh, it's boring. Yeah. Like it used to be really like it used to in, like indulge in some really interesting thoughts. Like you know the one where he Morty is like becomes a, a um, politician mm. and he's like it ends with them flying through space. It's like. Yeah. And it's all about like, you know, killing Mortys and mm. keeping Mortys down. Like I thought that was a really that was super fucking interesting. Yeah. How they did that. Um and yeah. it had a kind of made a point and a purpose and stuff, but and thing is, if it just wants to be silly for the sake of being silly, then that's cool too. But, you know, there was a reason why Pickle Rick was funny. Mm. Like, you know, using the fucking legs of dead rats and I don't know. Like it was um you can't do another Pickle Rick because it doesn't work because mm. the joke's already done. So I just think they've got to really write it better. I just don't think it's funny anymore. That's what it feels also, like. Also, I feel like it's it's I feel like it's ingrained with some kind of insult culture and it makes me feel a bit gross watching it now. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I don't know. I don't pay too much attention to that, but it does feel like that. It, it, it does, does feel a bit. Oh, no. I think ultimately for anything that is like slightly masculine, it is always going to get fucking ruined by bro culture. You know what I mean? Um, yeah. Re- like, I love pro wrestling, and pro wrestling fandom is the most fucking toxic thing I've ever come across in my whole entire life. Because it can be fun, but it is there is a culture that ruins certain things. So, yeah, men ruin... Like, <laughs> dudes are bad. Like, bro guys, you know what I bro mean? Bro guys ruin The same guys that come along and, like, look at a film, like... Uh, Clockwork... The reason why Clockwork... What, the reason why Stanley Kubrick had to be, like... I'm going to stop showing this film is because yeah. of fucking bros who come yeah. along and are like, yeah. I'm going to form a gang just like Alex. Yeah. It's like, no, that's not the point of the film, you fucking yeah. moron. And like Fight Club, I feel the same way. Same yeah. fucking thing. Same guys that love it. 
because it's kind of like one whatever. Day like I, one day I've got to uh, talk about my theory about Fight Club on on the podcast about how it's about testicular cancer. Mm. Tyler Durden's got testicular cancer, and oh. he's the what's happening in the film is that there's a fight between his masculine side, which is Brad Pitt, mm. and his feminine side, which is um, Marla. Mm. Like, because I, I also don't think that I think Marla is also a figment of his imagination. Mm. I feel like everything that's happening in Fight Club is in his head, mm. and it's all because he's got testicular cancer. That's why he's going to. Mm. That's why he's going to recovery groups at the beginning of the film. Mm. Um, and that's yeah. Anyway, I've got a whole theory that. Like, um. Yeah, but anyway, Rick and Morty. I mean, one it's just, st- one grump. Yeah, maybe. Half? I think a half a grump, mate. Uh, I'm going to give it one because it made me chuckle a couple half of times. Half a grump because I, I like And they Jackman. got Hugh Jackman. Yeah, <laughs> Like funny. it was actually Hugh Jackman. Because his kids it. are probably old enough where they love the show. So they were like, do it, you know? Yeah. I mean, just, I just yawned. Just don't really have anything to say about it. It just was very... Yeah, that's it. Yeah. This, it used to be fun. It used to be fun, man. It used to be about the music. This used to be my playground. This used to be. This, this used, used to, to be, be my, my Rick and Morty. Um, all right, that's it. All right, I gotta go finish packing whatever and go. Kelly's going to Newcastle, Newcastle, and, and I'm windy. not talking about Newcastle on time for our British I'm a bit listeners. I'm scared because it's real windy outside. Am I? I don't want to be on a flight where the turbulence is like crazy. It scares me, you know. Baby, it's only windy here. It's not windy everywhere. Yeah, but. So you fly up through the wind and then you're out. Okay, hopefully. Okay. You'll be fine. All right. And don't well. worry, Jess will be on the plane where she can protect you. Yeah, okay. All right. All right, well, uh, thanks for listening, guys. People listening in the UK. Really? Yeah, we've got people listening in That's the UK. Amazing. So welcome, British listeners. Hello, so hello, hello. Shall we, we'll talk a little bit more about tea, shall we? we <laughs> I was just about to say I apologise for anything culturally oh, insensitive we've said. Uh, but we've let the bulldog off the leech. Off the leech? We've let the bulldog off the leash and she's having a go at Britain. Oh, that's my de- that's my playground. <laughs> we love Taskmaster and the Beatles, so yeah, thanks yeah. for thanks, that. Thanks, guys. We'll do Britain. something British for him. Let's do Lana Duty. Line of Duty. Line of Duty, all fucking five seasons or whatever it was. Nah. Yeah. I'm cool, I'm cool man. I'm cool, man. Uh, thanks for listening, people in America. A lot of Thank people you. in America too. Yeehaw! Here I am walking down the streets of Los Angeles. Hello. I mean, maybe shooting guns in the sky isn't culturally appropriate. I'm I mean, going to get myself a hamburger. Yeah, Delaware. Hello. I mean, Delaware. Here I am. I'm in Delaware. Uh, Thanks, everyone. It's like people only do things because they get paid, and that's really sad. Uh, all right, <laughs> let's. <laughs> all right, I love you. I love you. <laughs> <laughs>